What are you thinking, Brayden? I'm thinking I'm going to investigate the greasy strangler killings myself. No, Brayden. That's too dangerous. I'm not afraid of dying if that's what you mean. I'm gonna find the greasy strangler. He brutally murdered the Indian guy. He brutally murdered Oinker. I'm gonna make sure he never murders anyone else. I'm gonna expose the greasy strangler. Then I'm gonna kill him. Welcome back to another episode of Duck and the Usher, a movie podcast where two homies talk about their favorite cult classics, box office bombs, forgotten films, and sleeper hits. I am one half of that duo. I am Zachary W. Fisher. With me, as always, is Mr. Joshua A. Stenkamp. Howdy, howdy, ho. This episode, Duck and the Usher, is brought to you by the good homies of Copper Fox Tattoo Company over in West 192. If your tattoo needs need to be met, it is the Christmas season. They also have gift certificates available. Give them a call if you are in the Central Florida area, specifically Kissimmee, St. Cloud, and Orlando at 407-397-9938 and give them a shout. Uh, The show is produced by Mr. AJ Simmons, and we have a special sponsor this month right now. Um, We have um, Shea Money's Parcel of Pals which is a gifts box service um, conducted by a couple of talented artists in South Carolina. Look them up at SheaMoney.com for Parcel of Pals. What it is is a collection of pieces of art from uh, various artists throughout the country that is compiled into a special gift box. And then it is um, a really great gift idea or stocking stuffer for somebody in your family who is hard to shop for. You can look them up at SheaMoney.com. That is SheaMoney's Parcel of Pals at SheaMoney.com. And we will be having a special giveaway probably later this month before uh, Christmas or around it um, for one of our listeners um, where you will receive one of the Parcel of Pals for free. Uh, Details we'll have on that on the next episode when we cover our Christmas episodes. Uh, But for now... Let us uh, uh, just jump into uh, our our normal banter when we when we get started. Josh, have you been? I'm good. Uh, had a rough. Uh, so this podcast coming a little late. We've been really busy, and we're you sorry. have been a quite a busy little. I've bee. been very very busy. So I had a memorial for my buddy Carl Skeens last night. That's right. So that was an emotional roller coaster of entertainment. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. that explains why you weren't uh, karaoke. Yeah. No, I had Mandy cover yeah, for yeah. me, and then uh, <laughs> Dan. Tomorrow, I we begin our th- four show run of. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, why don't you radio play. tell everyone a little bit about that more if you not already know. Yeah, so uh, if you don't know, I am the Artistic Director for Theater in the Cloud, which is located in St. Cloud, Florida. And this weekend, the 3rd, the 4th, and the 5th, we have our Christmas production of It's a Wonderful Life. We take that classic story, that mm-hmm. Frank, Frank Capra film, and it's Jimmy a little Stewart. different this time. I mean, yep. it's still the same story, but it's, it's like you're going to a 1940s radio station Mm-hmm. where you get to see them perform it live like they would in a radio station. Right. So there's sound effects, there's a violin, I play seven different characters. It's 
it's going to be a lot of fun. And not to confuse anyone, it won't be broadcast on the radio. No, no, but no. But you no. will be <laughs> seeing them perform as if they were in a radio station, but they'll also be in costume to help provide more of that suspension of disbelief. Yes. So it's we got the on-air signs, the applause yeah. signs. So it's yeah, it's going to fun. It'll give that like fourth wall ish. <clears> so. You should Excellent. be you should be sucked in and then sucked out a little bit. Now, what dates are they playing? The third, the fourth, and the fifth. We have a seven p.m. on the third, seven p.m. on the fourth, and then the fifth. We have two shows at three p.m. and seven p.m. And you can find all that information on www.theaterinthecloud, and that is T H E A T R E, as in the art, not the location. So mm-hmm. R E for theater in the cloud.com. And uh, we'll be doing that at the VFW post right there in downtown St. Cloud. Yeah, so if you're in the area, Central Florida, 407 sort of area code, or even if you're not, if you feel like traveling, Orlando, Kissimmee, uh, St. Cloud, Melbourne, that whole uh, quad yeah, just <laughs> quad state the, area. The middle of the state. Yeah, um, and you're interested in seeing a holiday play, um, give, them a, give them a look. All right. What have you been up to? Me? Uh, working. Um, I'm still uh, doing as much as I can with the social media. Uh, also, yeah, not only do we podcast here, but you can also follow us on uh, facebook.com slash Duck and the Usher, uh, Instagram at Duck and the Usher, Twitter at Duck and the Usher, and on TikTok at Zaxploitation. Zaxploitation is my show where I talk about more movies than just the ones we do here on the show. And I also make uh, videos here and there um, pertaining specifically, but not always, to movies. So you can find us, uh, find me rather, on there. So a lot of times, I'm just kind of obsessing over films that I don't get to gush about here or, you know, if I don't have somebody cornered in a bar somewhere over a <laughs> pint of beers who, who I can Yeah, you do a good job on those things. Yeah, if you haven't seen, I know that you, you post a lot to, like, the Duck and the Usher Facebook page. Yeah. We get to see a lot of that. But, yeah, if, if you're on the Tiki Taki, um, yeah. follow exploitation because he does a, a bang-up job. Because I know the theater, we're going to start trying to do some some TikTok soon. I try, yeah, and I think it's a good way to supplement the content that we put out whenever we're not just recording one of these episodes. There's another way to interact with us, um, either through the visual medium on or, or just conversations, either on Instagram or TikTok or in, in the videos with uh, uh, TikTok. Um, it's a good way to uh, to kind of like. Uh, interact with us and maybe suggest a movie that we might even talk about here on the main show. Um, and lately, I think my biggest obsession lately has been the, the exorcist series, mm-hmm. specifically William Peter Blatty's, uh, faith trilogy, um, which include, uh, the exorcist, the OG from 1973, um, not the exorcist two, but a movie called the ninth configuration, um, which was written and directed by William Peter Blatty himself, which was also his directorial debut. And it was a really interesting movie. I first discovered it flipping around on the channels on Pluto TV. Okay. Lots of sort of like a free TV uh, app which you can put, put on your TV or on your phone. And it kind of works like an old TV guy. You just kind of like go down the, yeah, the you, you columns. Yeah, they have, you know, just it just plays continuously. It's not like a streaming service. It's just... A little like, bit of both, actually. Oh, uh, do they actually have stuff where you can click and Pluto play? TV, yeah. If you okay. see a movie that, like, let's say you're scrolling and you stop on the horror mm-hmm. um, or terror or cult films uh, channel and you're in the middle of, and it's right in the middle of that movie, you can go to the on-demand part of the app oh, and start cool. the movie over and watch oh, it I always thought it was just like a standard cable, you know, from back Not quite. It, it functions like that, so you can channel surf, essentially, because some of the channels, like there's one uh, MST3K channel. Yeah, and that's, that's all they all do is them. just play. That's great. There's one that's all Bond. 
There's one that's all like Tosh.0, you know, I, I, they switch it up every once in a while, but mostly they keep to those, those kinds of things. And um, anyway, I stumbled into this movie and I recognized Jason Miller from Exorcist. He, he was uh, Father Karras in the first one. And in this, he's a completely different character. But then I discovered, you know, as I do, when I see a movie that's interesting, I go and look it up, try to find out what it is. And I found out that it's actually what Blatty considers his more direct sequel to The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that there was one beyond the other two, which I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen any of the sequels. So with that piquing my interest, I, I went back and I watched um, The Ninth Configuration from start to finish. I love this movie. I recommend everybody watch it. It's a bit of a slow burn. Um uh, in, in a way, and it's more like character driven. There's not a lot of like, it's not scary as much as it is kind of a sad and comical drama. There's bits of farce, there's there's philosophy, there's, uh, you know, um, v- tragic moments, but it's altogether a pretty good, a pretty good story. And it does have its connections to The Exorcist, the, the one astronaut in the dinner scene. And Reagan comes downstairs when she pees on the carpet. Yeah. She looks at the astronaut and says, You're going to die up there. Well, that is supposed to be, I think, retroactively. William Peter Blatty rewrote a story of his from 1966 into what he calls the ninth configuration and thus made a movie out of it, kind of retroactively connecting that character to this character of Billy Cutshaw that he put in the ninth configuration, played by Scott Wilson. And so that becomes the connection there. I won't give away the details of the movie. I recommend you go watching it. And then the third part of his Faith trilogy is The Exorcist Three which came out in 1990, which I had also never seen, also directed by William Peter Blatty and based on his book Legion. Well, it's interesting that he did all three. I mean, yes. he didn't He didn't direct the first one. William Friedkin did, oh, but okay. he did write the novel, and it's called William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Okay. And so um, when The Exorcist 2 came up, that was actually directed by John Borman, and neither Friedkin nor Blatty were a part of it, and it was a strange movie in and of its own right. It had uh, Max von Sydow returned, but it also had... Um, um, Richard Burton and his uh, strange histrionics, and uh, uh, Linda Blair returned, and even a woman played who in this movie I forget her name right off the top of my head, but she plays a psychiatrist who is using this strange future tech dual hypnotherapy machine that allows her to go into the mind of of Reagan, and it's it's like four years after the events of The Exorcist, and I guess the Pazuzu is still lurking around in in the psyches of these people. And so it's a really bizarre and strange movie that I think works on its own as an outlier if you were to watch it and, and appreciate it for what it's trying to do. But it doesn't succeed as a good sequel to that first movie, which I think really worked well because it was playing on everybody's like religious fear. So it's kind of like like Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 where it's kind of like standalone? Like. Sort of. I see where you're going there, yeah. but it's, I think it's so completely different in its direction that... Uh, that it, it, it just it only works as a, as a standalone outlier. And in fact, um, the two Exorcist prequels that came out in 04 and 05, which is a strange story in and of itself, both starred Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. It's the same script. They gave it to two directors. They gave it to one Rennie Harlan and one to Paul Schrader, both of whom made great movies on their own. And they gave, they gave them both the script. <laughs> Um, but they both had the same s- cinematographer. It was Vittor- Vittorio Storaro, the guy that did like Dick Tracy and then like all those Oscar winning films in um, like Deer Hunter. I think it was Deer Hunter or, or maybe it was, I don't know. He, he was a really great cinematographer. He did both of those movies and they're both a little different, but the, 
different direction, same Father Marin story, same lead actor, same cinematographer, same like uh, music uh, director on both films. Really strange, but they came out a year apart. Um, and those movies seemed to lean into the heretic, uh, the Exorcist two, a little more than they do any of the other ones. Mm. And 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 then Exorcist three is more about this detective who knew Father Karras, played by George C. Scott, who finds out that Karras is still alive after taking in the demon and then throwing himself out of a window, falling down that flight of stairs, dying, quote-unquote. Yeah. Apparently, he's still alive, and he's in this uh, psych ward. But the only reason he's still alive is because this the mind of a serial killer who was dying <laughs> at the time transferred over found to pazuzu in the ether somewhere and they were like come with us so they entered into karis's body the gemini killer is the name of this so they entered into <laughs> karis's body so now karis is the the gemini killer but he's, he's not father karis anymore he's gone he's dead it's like chucky but <laughs> well it's funny you say that because the character is played by brad duraf oh nice i swear That's to you funny. and brad duraf is absolutely killing the game in this movie playing this gemini killer the scenes with him are phenomenal in the exorcist 3 is really quite good. I didn't see it until recently, and, and I'm really kind of upset that I hadn't gotten to it until this far into my life. And there's one of the best jump scares I've ever seen um, is in this movie. There's rel- a lot of crazy uh, cameos in it too. I even like did a small video on it, like Patrick Ewing from the New York Knicks. Yeah, I've already seen that video. Isn't it posted? Yeah. Um, C. Everett Coop, the former um, Surgeon General under Reagan has a cameo in it. Larry King has a cameo in it. Fabio is in it. All just these like background characters um, that are supposed to be in this like dream scenario within oh, okay. the movie. Um, but George C. Scott, who played Patton in Patton, uh, is the lead in this one, and it's it's pretty cool. I think it's uh, really underrated and underappreciated. So that was like my obsession in the last couple of weeks is kind of delving into everything that Blatty did as a, as a filmmaker. And not so much as a writer, which I think I'm probably going to delve into that too. So that's what I've been doing and watching, nice. other than like working. <laughs> I watched the uh, the new Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die. Yeah, I rented it. It was definitely not worth the twenty bucks. No, I didn't think so. It was okay. Um, I, haven't seen I, I don't want to give away spoilers. Like something really big happens, I'm kind of wondering how they're going to continue this. Okay. So was it supposed to cap off the the Craig uh, run? Yes. It kind of does a little more than that, I feel. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, it's, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it <clears throat> it does a lot. Okay. It does a lot. All I don't, right. don't want to like ruin it. It's for on anybody. my radar, but yeah, it's, it's, it's long. I'll give you that. I mean, most of them are, right? That's a it, dad movie yeah, for sure. It's, it was good. I just, it was kind of, yeah. it's not, it won't be my favorite Bond. Like, I did, I did like some of the Daniel Craig Bonds. The first he's a great, two, he does a great job. Great, I mean, he still does a good job in this one. He's just okay. getting older, you know. Yeah. That's the main thing. He's been Bond for like over 10 years now, right? 20, I think. No, it was like 06 when uh, Casino Royale came okay, out, Okay, so wasn't it? 15 years? Clo- like, yeah, oh, well, it's not 20, is it? Yeah, <laughs> close enough. I mean, it's getting there. He's got the longest run, I think, right now. Yeah, right? I think he does. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, let's talk about what are we this? talking about today. <laughs> we are talking about the Greasy Strangler, which came out in 2016. Yes, it did. Um, it got a five. I don't even know how this is possible. A 5.8 out of 10 and on uh. um, IMDb <laughs> and 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Those people were being very nice. <laughs> generous. <laughs> very generous. generous. Now, I think 
the one thing, the biggest takeaway I think from this movie that I got was wasn't that it wasn't well made. It was just that it was so bizarre. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It, yeah. The writing is just crazy. And especially because, and, and then once you start looking at the producers and you realize that Elijah Wood was Elijah one of the Wood producers, you're like, yeah. okay, that's why this movie is weird as fuck. Because he really does like making weird shit nowadays. I wonder how much he was involved other than just being somebody who like put he, up the money yeah, to he, allow he him may to just make put up the money. It, you know? Because his, his, his career post uh, Lord of the Rings has been pretty cool. Um, and he's, he's made a lot of movies that are like, you know, either horror adjacent or fully horror, uh, come to daddy comes mm-hmm. to mind. That was really great. Cooties. Yeah. Cooties uh, was weird. Cooties was, yeah, I liked it. it was I liked, cool. uh, what was the TV show? Uh, the, the dog. Oh, Wilfred. Wilfred. Yeah. I that was really that. good. That's a remake from Australia. Yeah. Which with the actually, same actor, with right? the same actor yeah. played Wilfred. Yeah. But no, that's a great, I really enjoyed that show. And then he has, what is it? The. Dirk Gently's psychedelic detective oh, yeah. thing or whatever. I, I tried, forget the I full tried name tried watching yeah. that. I couldn't really get into it. There was also um I'm there's a movie called I'm not at, I'm not at home in this world anymore, where he was sort of a side character to the main mm-hmm. main girl, and he was really cool. And I played this weird little dude who would like listen to metal and work out in his backyard and he carried around these Chinese throwing stars who thought it made him tough. And they have this it's sort of like a crime. I think I remember. I think I remember you talking about this when we it's quite good. when we did the Good Son. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a Netflix movie, so you, I think you can still find it. Mm. It's pretty good. Um, he also did um, William Lustig's Maniac, um, which is the basis for my logo on um, TikTok. Is uh, if it's a famous poster of the dude uh, to, uh, from like a waist down shot where he's mm-hmm. holding a one woman's head and a knife. Yeah. Well, that's my logo. It's except I'm holding a bong and a and a pair of headphones. Yeah. Um, he was in a remake of that movie called Maniac just a few years ago as well, where he played that same character. I'm not sure if it's as as gnarly as that first one. That first one borders on like, well, I mean, it actually pretty much is an exploitation movie, but it's it's gnarly and just in your face. Actually, Joe Spinell was in that movie, and he had a small role in Ninth Configuration too. <laughs> it all comes around. And it all comes back around. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Greasy Strangler is is a dark comedy, um, in the same vein as like a Tom Salon, a Todd Salon's movie, or Jared Hess, or John Waters, very uh, bizarre um, and bad taste um, by design, and it's uh, it's it's a gross out movie for sure. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't put a bunch of snacks in front of you to, to sit down and watch this movie at all. No, not at all. Like there, I, <laughs> when I was rewatching it to grab some of the clips, I even like was like drinking something. I'm like, Oh, it's the, the, the pig scene, which we'll talk about. Oh yeah. Like, oh, 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 dude. It's just, yeah. Don't, don't eat. Yeah, don't eat a heavy meal. If you watch this movie, I mistakenly said when we drew it from the bucket that it was probably, it a, was a rock. Yeah. Cause pick. he messaged it and it was <laughs> yeah, he, like, I totally did not. He's like, this. I did not. <laughs> I did not submit that one. Yeah, well, so, sorry, D. Well, the, the, the good thing is, uh, we'll, we'll tell you what our we're gonna we already have our next two movies. Yes, because uh, it's Christmas time, so we'll be doing some Christmas yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah. So we'll take a, take a complete opposite turn from this film. Yeah, it'll be yeah. This, so we have some actors. Um, we have Michael St. Michael, um, mm-hmm. who is actually a famous uh, hair designer, um, and right? A hairdresser for the stars. And I, the minute I started watching this, I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. What do I know him from? And he's been in little things. I think I remember seeing like a documentary with him in it. Michael St. Michaels? Yeah. He, uh, his filmography is very small. And this was like his most recent. Um, I got, I'm got. i pulling up his stuff right now. So he's 77 years old. At the time, I think he was 72. He's from Poughkeepsie. 
And as you said, yeah, his early life, he was a hairdresser to people like uh, John Travolta. When, and he's now outlived John Travolta's hair. Yes. I was going to say when John Travolta had hair. Because yeah. he still has a full head of hair. I'm, wasn't sure, I'm pretty sure that wasn't that, uh, no, that was his a wig. Hair. That's yeah, his hair. No, that's his hair. And he's an old, craggy, goofy, like, with a strange body type. And, and nobody in this film is attractive by any classical there is a lot sense. Of, there is a lot of dick swinging. and it's a lot of Merkins. Yeah, well, just, I wonder what their oh, Merkin and, budget and was. If you, if you didn't read uh, the... The description on uh-huh. this podcast. Uh, some of the clips do have some uh, some stronger language than Fish and yeah. I say over the microphone. It's so. Definitely a not safe for work podcast. Yeah, as or, it is or around your kids. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be listening to this around your <laughs> kids anyway. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and just play the first clip, and you kind of okay. get uh, this is the very intro scene where um, what's we have to set up like uh, yeah, what's the character's name? It's R- Ronnie, right? Yeah, Big Ronnie and and um, and Braden and Braden, and what he does is he takes people on a walking tour of old la disco locations yeah like th- this is where earth and wind and f- grift yeah it's a grift it's like this is where earth wind and fire yeah wrote the song and it's like some torn down piece of shit yeah. like hotel and people get into it it's some dilapidated fucking derelict building yeah yeah and, and this is uh this is the intro where they wake up and uh okay we have a little conversation between the dad and the son okay great here it is time to get up dad You sleep all right? People like milky coffee. Why not put a little grease in your coffee? Mm. No, Dad. That sounds gross. Why not put a little grease in your java? Why not try it? Such a gross out, Dad. I think I might barf. I'm not saying I want to do it. I just wonder why they haven't tried greasy coffee. Greasy coffee? Uh, You probably think I'm the greasy strangler. I never said that. Tell you a secret. I am the Greasy Strangler. Hey, I call bullshit on that. Okay. I'm not the Greasy Strangler. But you're a bullshit artist. Yeah, I kind of (laughs) am. And that's pretty much the intro to the film. Yeah. Um, it, every time I hear Michael St. Michael's voice, I kind of get like a, a Lee Marvin vibes off of that voice because he just kind of got a little deeper timbre in the way that he speaks. Talking about uh, Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie. Or yeah. Michael St. Michael's. Michael St. Michael's. <laughs> it's a, a funny stuff. I had to go look him up just because he was such an interesting dude. Um, turns out not only was he like a hairdresser to the stars and he's been in a couple of uh, you know cult films, but I guess in his early life, um, St. Michael s- says, according to him, that he was sent to live in New Mex- or in, in Mexico City when he was a child because his father thought the U.S. was losing World War II. <laughs> and as a result, he ended up living next door to Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo. 
You really? Know, the, the yeah. Unibrow lady. Yeah. And I wasn't sure who Diego Rivera was. And I looked him up. And he has the longest goddamn name I've ever seen in my life. Diego Maria de la Concepcion Juan Nepomuceno Estanislao de la Rivera y Barrientos Acasta y Rodriguez. <laughs> and, but you can call me Doug. And he, yeah. and he went by Diego Rivera. Diego Rivera. That's an easier one. Um, he was a prominent Mexican painter. Um, and his large frescoes helped establish the mural, mural movement in uh, Mexican and international art. That's cool. So he was a neighbor to that guy as well as all Unibrow. Um, He's got some good stories. He also served in the military, and he exited before Vietnam. Um, and he also worked as a celebrity hairdresser, and he helped run a late 70s punk venue in uh, San Diego called the Skeleton Club. So that much is actually true. Um, but they just used it for the, for the purposes of this character. Gotcha. Yeah, because he talks later on about uh, opening up clubs with John Travolta and stuff like that in the film. His actually his first on screen appearance was um, the episode Mrs. Z of the television series Different Strokes. Mm. So he played mostly small roles in films and television for a number of years, including parts in In Living Color, Columbo, and Married with Children. I think I probably remember him from Married with Children. I certainly don't. Uh, he was also in this cult horror movie called The Video Dead. From 1987, which I just discovered, I shit you not, 24 hours ago. <laughs> um, this guy I also follow on TikTok, his name's uh, uh, Paranorman. And his, his name is Norman. Um, he was doing like a sort of a return to the crypt, like video, like retrospective series where he talks about old, old horror flicks. And Tubi just uploaded this movie called The Video Dead, where this haunted television set, um, when you turn it on, zombies climb out of it. Hmm. And so I'm really interested in seeing that because that's completely in my wheelhouse. I, I wonder. I wonder what movie would took advice from that of something crawling out of the TV. Oh, The Ring. Yeah, well, <laughs> there might have may possibly. I don't know because remember that was originally a J horror movie yeah. before it was uh, anything else. Americanized. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll click at my pen. Yeah, I have a bad habit of doing that. Up. I know I have a bad habit of clicking my pen. But that's roughly about everything he's done as far as. Uh, is is on screen roles. He was all in the other, the only other movie he was in, um, other than the Video Dead and Greasy Strangler, was a movie from 1989 called Ninja Academy, where he played the role of number one. And that's just I'm just reading that's it. That. Just number one. Number one. Number I haven't one. seen that. He but, is uh, number one. He he. he uh, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, um, we we get to the point where we discover that quite like. Right off the bat, that he covers himself. He in loves grease. He, loves, he just loves grease. We, haven't, yeah. we actually haven't seen the greasy strangler yet, right? But you know, it, it shows the tour group of him yeah. scamming these people, which has a couple couple guys you might recognize in it. And uh, there's like breakfast, and he's like, you know, I mean, just all the baking grease poured on top of everything. Ugh. It's just disgusting. It's pretty gross. And. Um, um, it's pretty much like that. So you have the tour group, the breakfast. You kind of realize this guy is just really not it. And they wear like these pink, fluffy shirts with yeah, short the, shorts. The wardrobe in no this sense. is strange. Um, it, Even the hot dog guy, which I had the hot dog clip, and like what yeah. that guy was wearing. <laughs> like, yeah, everybody's wearing something yeah. strange. And and there's a lot of male nudity. It's it's prosthetics, it prosthesis, but you're still seeing. I think you even see the dude's b hole at one point. He like rears back and delivers a fart. Yeah, after his son wakes him up, and they're just walking around their disgusting ass house, just basically fully nude except for like a pair of briefs. It's wild. It's, oh, his his disco outfit. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to that. All right, all right, all right, okay. Um, so there's a part where we um, 
we have this tour group and then they're back at the hotel you know and uh they're trying to buy some chips and i have this clip um <clears throat> of the the him saying potato and the potato chips and then oh. the, and then we get to meet the greasy string some tim in. and eric shit for yeah. sure <laughs> you should tell management i pay a dollar for the chips the chips get stuck the manager gets my dollar and i get no chips please tell me uh, what flavor chips did you eventually decide upon who cares they were paprika rich chips i like the ridges i put the tip of my tongue between ridges because that is where the salty chip dust is yes that's so true i love ridges yes but uh, what are these chips made from potato excuse me what potato can you say that again Potato. Yes, but what are these chips made from? Potato. Sorry, but what? Potato. I don't understand. Can you say that again? Potato. Please, one more time. Potato. Okay, this is embarrassing. But please, can you say it a little slower? Potato. I am very very sorry but I need to know what are these chips made from Potato Please one last time Potato I think he's trying to say potato Oh yes potato potato chips <laughs> 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 what on earth is this man doing? shipping business in Denver. Let me live. I will make you the chief shareholder. You will get a handsome salary with the attractive corner office. Does that or does that not appeal to you? I wanted some rich paprika chips. They weren't even for me. Who cares? There is a girl in my room. I met her tonight at a sports bar. <laughs> We tried to have sex, but I couldn't get a stiffy. Then my balls got sucked up into my abdomen. Does it strike you as unusual? Am 
my dad yet. My name is such a weird fucking movie. <laughs> I mean this in the most sincere way. What the fuck? I remember watching this scene and thinking, okay, this is mildly hilarious. And then it became more hilarious, punctuated by homeboy standing in the dry or the, uh, the car wash getting whipped by the, the yeah. So so uh, <laughs> he's ah. Yeah, so Ronnie is the greasy strangler, and he would yeah he goes through a car wash and just walks through it. Yeah, but and he's uh, covered in. It's what's supposed to be grease, but I think it's they use tapioca. Um, yeah, and he's, it, and he's in like a bodysuit. You can tell yeah. he's in a bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, because his hang down is ginormous and it's like covered in grease too. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's, it's got a very long slimy schlong. And um, just listening to that, you can um, you you can hear a very specific laugh from an actor, and I think a lot of people. Oh will, yeah, I think a lot of people recognize this actor from Grandma's Boy. Yeah, um, he was Dr. Shakalu. He's Dr. Shakalu. Um, and he's actually a very famous guy. He's been in a bunch of things. He's a really great actor. His, yeah. his, he speaks, he's he speaks a pedigree. lot of different languages. Yeah, he's a trained actor. His name is Abdullai Ngam. Mm. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's trained uh, as an actor in the College of uh, college of Marin under the renowned James Dunn. He studied at the uh, Michael Chekhov Studio in New York City, uh, the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. Um, and he does a movie like this. He <laughs> you is know? like an actor's actor. He's, he's, he's no joke. He was in, uh, as you said, Grandma's Boy. He was Kip in uh, George of the Jungle. Yep. He was the bead vendor in Home Alone 2 when he grabs those necklaces oh, and then yeah. throws them really? out on the street. Yeah. yeah, he's like, here you go, two uh, for five, two, two for whatever. Five, yeah. yeah, or whatever the hell. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's got. He's all over television. He was in like the West Wing. He was like, um, I forget what what the name of his role, but he was in that. Yeah, he's he's always like a go to guy to to like, you know, really fill in a, a bit spots where you need somebody with some kind of gravitas. And, and he gets punched in the face, and his face caves in face like caves a cartoon. In. It's like like a rubber. It's like if you took a rubber mask and like popped it in, yeah. you know, like or yeah. like a doll or something. <laughs> and it was at this point that I realized uh, after the potato, or <laughs> he kept saying potato over and over again, that I realized, okay, I know what kind of movie I'm in now. And um, it's just like someone just got real high, sat down, and just wrote down a conversation. Yeah, randomly. I remember thinking, if if you're, let's say you're just working like grip on this film. You know, what the you're not 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 the actor. You're not you know, a writer or yeah, a director. Nothing. You're not working on sound. You're just you're, doing or, some, you're just, you're actually, just doing some. Does, you're, you're doing some cable management or something. <laughs> you're just doing something like holding a mic, and then like you're like, okay, that's uh, we're we're done for the day. Is that it? And you go home or whatever. You maybe you go out to a bar. You run into some of your friends, and they're like, hey, I was work today. Well. <laughs> Uh, uh, how much time do you have? I had to slather, Did you eat lunch? Yeah, I had to slather a guy in tapioca pudding. Should have went to air conditioning school. Oh, and after he um, after he gets all cleaned up, he's he's like top to bottom birthday suit with his merkin and his fake dong, and the uh, um, the car wash attendant the is car blind. wash attendant is blind. Yeah. yeah, and everybody in this has the nickname of Big Something. I forget his name it was like Big uh, Big Gill or Big something. That actor's name is Gil Gex. I forget what the 
the name of it and was and um so oh, he, I, I love when he when he uh when he pays when, yeah and he, he pulls it out of his asshole pretty yeah. much his, like, his butt so is his wallet greasy he's like Ugh. Ugh. there's so many I don't nasty remember. sounds yeah there was there was yeah uh, yeah, and this this is and this he has conversations movie. with him. He's like, you know, my son. How's your son, Ronnie? Oh, my son just craps everywhere. He's just a craps everywhere. I think, yeah, because he's he's a compulsive liar. He just lies about everything. Yeah, and you can clearly tell that he's got some something going on um, upstairs. And and I think the the description I used to describe this to someone was was um, if Napoleon Dynamite and a John Waters movie had a baby. And then that baby developed, uh, grew up, and then developed a bath salts addiction. It would be this film. I would agree. Okay. Yes. You watch much John Waters? I've watched a few. It's, and I it's a lot of bad taste. Well, before before he did like Serial Mom and Crybaby yeah. and, and like Hairspray, some of his earlier stuff with Divine um, was a lot of bad taste, kind of gross out stuff. Yes. Not for you, huh? No, not really. <laughs> this is definitely a bad taste movie for me. Um, where are we? Let's see. Here. Yeah, we got the car wash. Him up again the next morning. Yeah, morning yeah. breakfast again. More grease. Uh, then we have the tour group. This is where bullshit we meet, artist. Yeah, and this is where we meet the uh, the female in this. Okay, what was her name again? What was her name? Oh, I wrote it down. Sheesh. I know. Like just trying to t- Janet. 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 Damn it, Janet. Um, they meet Janet on a walking tour, and uh, Ronnie ends up like asking her out, or she asks Ronnie out. And uh, they go on a dinner date. She's actually quite the looker when she's not. When she's not looking weird as fuck. Yeah, they they kind of made her look just very disgusting, yeah. like everybody else in this movie. Yeah. Everyone's disgusting in this film. So they 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 have a dinner date, and uh, you know Ronnie's all excited to go on the dinner date. And during this time, <laughs> we or uh, Braden was excited on the dinner date. Ronnie decides to go get a hot dog. Mm, yeah. And every time like someone presents food to him, he's like, "This isn't right." Oh, I have a clip of this. And the weird thing about the hot dog vendor is he's wearing like a nice like jacket and like bolo tie or something. Is he? But he's wearing underwear. He's like in boxers. Oh, okay. I didn't, like, I didn't. I didn't yeah, pay attention he, to that. He's like, like, hey, uh, how are you? here? I'll just play the clip. Okay. <laughs> how can I help you, sir? I want a dog. Give me a dog. One famous dog coming up. I'll make yours extra piquant. Yeah. That'll be uno, dos, tres bucks. What the fuck is this shit? This is one famous chili cheese dog. No, this isn't right. I need more grease on this. I need more oil. Sir, I cannot do that. It's against regulations. I could lose my license. I need this oily. I need this to lubricate the world. I need this dog to have some grease on it. So when I eat it, the grease will lubricate my throat. Sir, I cannot do that. It's not safe to use too much oil. I could, I repeat, I could lose my license. You probably think I'm the greasy strangler. That's why you won't grease my dog. Hey, what are you doing? You're not allowed to touch that. 
That's dangerous equipment. You could burn yourself. I could lose my license. I'm gonna dunk Big Ronnie's dog all the way in. This dog is fully dunked. I do like the music in this. It's kind of like, yeah. But yeah, just the. I'm really glad that they decided that the runtime on this was, you know, going to be kind of short. It felt long. <laughs> it felt like a chore, but some felt some of the like parts Ronnie's that are funny. Long hot dog. This dog is fully dunked. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I started saying some of this stupid shit to people. Um, there was a friend of mine at work yeah. who was a big fan of this movie for some reason, and then like two other friends of mine. Um, surprisingly, have seen it's this. It's a weird film. I've never, really I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Beryl, who works over at um, Copper Fox, um, I, I was hanging out with him the other day and I brought this up. And he's like, oh, I've seen that. And I was like, you have fucking seen this, dude? You? And and not not that Beryl doesn't like see movies of, of any, you know, of a wide spectrum. Just but out of his wheelhouse or something? Way yeah. out of his wheelhouse. Like, because he, he kind of, like, he's not really into this sort of like humor or like, you know, gross out, bad taste sort of stuff at all. So I was really surprised when he said he had seen it. Because as soon as I brought it up, he was like, ugh. It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, they have like the dinner date, this hot dog scene happens. Uh, the son and uh, Janet are at the house and um, we see some boobs. Mm-hmm. I wrote down boobs. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of sexual I, I don't just, know if yeah nobody's nobody's dressed completely a lot yeah there's a lot there's of always like, like half naked or half yeah a lot of Winnie the Poohin walking around <laughs> yeah shirt and just no, no bottom a lot of strange body types and I think by design because the guy who plays Braden is his name's Sky Elabar mm-hmm. um and it seems like looking through his his filmography he's been in uh Mostly like like, some television and low budget movies. Um, He was the mailman in Miss March. You ever seen Miss March? I don't think so. The Whitest Kid You Know? Mm -mm. That's a fucking hilarious movie. And I guess he played Nina's bass player in the movie Nina about Nina Simone with um, uh, Zoe Saldana about that that famous musician. The jazz musician. Yeah, I, I know who, 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 who Nina Simone is. I know who Nina Simone is. I just don't think I've seen the movie. Oh, okay. Um, the greasy strangler ends up following the hot dog vendor and strangles him while he's mm-hmm. on the toilet. A sort of his ammo. And he strangles oh, his him eyes. Pop yeah. Out, he right? strangles him so hard. His eyes pop out. <laughs> and then the greasy strangler cooks the guy's eyeballs in his RV and eats them. Mm. Delicious. Pretty disgusting. And then we go back to the car wash again with the, f- ah! Yeah, ah, I think they just reused that same shot because it's hilarious. It's just a quick shot of him screaming, getting whipped by the. What do you call those? Uh, uh, just like the like the the, the ribbons bl- the, or the, the blades, I guess. When you're in a car wash and you got those that cloth that spins at the high speeds, yeah. he's getting whipped by those. Yeah, that's kind of hurt. Yeah, no well, shit. I mean, if you're trying to get grease off, and <laughs> I feel like there's other ways. I love when they go back to the house and they want to go to the the, the whore house. You know, to the whore house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, I guess they're all going to go to a horror house. It's the horror movie house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they get popcorn and just, he pours grease all over it. I need more this grease. This isn't right. Yeah, and he, like, walks back there. It's like. It's gross. And then we have the, the, the sex scene with with uh, with Ronnie and Janet. Yeah. And we see that he's got, like, a tiny little Peter. He's got a little micro penis. Yeah. And she is uh, very bush. 
Like it's like coming out of her underwear, it, which is like again, it's like it's a, a wig down. It's just, everybody's wearing merkins. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, and Disco then tech. well, and he's also um, is it Ronnie? Like you know, I make my own olive oil. You should come over, and he does make his own olive oil I in his so. room because he's got yeah, he's got a lot of, like a collection of various makes no vessels sense. holding yeah. all kinds of grease and oil and disgusting. Ugh. I bet it smells in there. Oh yeah, then we have the oh yeah the the breakfast with a grapefruit. He's like eating a grapefruit with grease on it. Yeah, oh my god, that made me sick. I was like, how oh, many my. breaks did you take watching this movie? Probably five. <laughs> to go have a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally wrote this down. I'm like breakfast oily grapefruit dash muff hair. Is what I wrote down because yeah, she's just standing there like half naked. Oh yeah, then yeah, and she goes to the bathroom. And then Ronnie just walks yeah, just in full there. naked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, oh, how's it going? I need to brush my teeth yeah, or whatever. And right? he's just sitting there staring at her as he's it's so fucking creepy. It's, it's pretty uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And uh, earlier on, we, we do meet a character who has a little pig nose yeah. on his face. And he's like friends with Ronnie. Oinker. Or fr- friends with Braden. And then we have this scene um, where the greasy strangler decides to. This I, this I thought was the most disgusting scene. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is pretty disgusting. And, ugh, uh, ugh. Yeah, I just wrote down the strangler and pig, and uh, here it is. You got a clip at this point? I do. Oh, my God. Well, because when he's killing them, he says some funny things. Oh, the pig guys, so that's why I the, the sound design in this is enough to make anyone vomit, so enjoy. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm actually dying. Things are getting brighter. Now they're getting slightly darker. Sorry, me. I'm wiped out there. Part of the dying process, I reckon. Oh. Fuck me. This is amazing. I've been thinking I should spend some time with Janet. Why, Dad? I know women. I don't want to see you get hurt, okay? I should spend some time getting to know her, alone. Yeah, so you can be a smoothie to her and make her love you. Bullshit. I just know a lot more about women than you do. Women like me. Yeah, why did Mom leave then? She left because you used to get into our bed and poop all over her leg. That's a lie and you know it. Sorry, it's not. She yelled it from a moving car when she was leaving. Bullshit artist. You mean meeting Ricky Prickles with his ripped up abdominal muscles had nothing to do with her leaving? That's it for you, Colonel Crapper. Sergeant Shisley, you're evicted. 
Dad! You've only got three and a half hours to vacate the property. No! Okay, you're not really evicted, but you will be if you don't let me spend some time getting to know Janet. But she seems nice. She seems like a nice, true girl. I don't want this cunt to fuck you up and leave you lonely. Okay, fine, take her out. I guess it could help. I trust you, Dad. I'm Big Ronnie and I'm back! So, yeah, so that's kind of a two-parter there because we have to have that, that part where, yeah. where he takes Janet... But yeah, they're, they're in the scene of the pig. Like I just thought it was funny because of what he's saying. Yeah. But then he pulls the pig like cardboard nose off, and the yeah. guy has no nose. Right. It's and then he sticks open, his finger like, orifice, right? in the orifice, uh, and then tastes it. He's uh, like, he goes like, Ugh. "Oh, it's just so nasty." Uh, so, oh man, I was ready to talk about something else. <laughs> Fuck me, like, I, got, I got a stomach for a lot of weird shit, right? <laughs> It, this is just yeah. It's humans are gross. All right. <laughs> I'm wondering how many people are going to actually listen to this one. <laughs> well, they're probably if anyone's listening to this now in the future, they're probably like, all right, guys, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you asked me um, during the clip. Yeah, because that music keeps playing every time he kills somebody. You hear those like people speaking. Is there, yeah. is there actually lyrics to that? So I, I'm I'm assuming there is because the soundtrack itself is done by a guy named Andrew Hung, mm-hmm. and each of the songs have. Uh, titles pertaining to this movie so i think it was written for the movie oh okay um like get on the greasy uh disco kings go home to my bed stoned on fart fumes (laughs) gulp uh make love to me brayden um you didn't listen oh no amulet um of iraq which i think was referring to the posters of science fiction yeah which also made me think of the movie gentleman broncos which was done by jared hess who did like napoleon dynamite Mm. and um yeah, because uh, Braden, Braden, Braden is uh, he likes to write stories. It's like pa- I fell I fell in love with a frog or something like that. Or... <laughs> There's a song called Potterto, <laughs> <laughs> Fizzy Barf, Lubricate the World, The Ballad of Danny the Crooner, Ricky the Pricky, Cornball, and Oily Grapefruit. So I'm assuming one can find the soundtrack out there if you truly probably, need it. I'd be on Spotify. <laughs> it, it might you very well know. be. I also read. This movie was originally two hours and 15 minutes. Whoa. They cut out 45 minutes of it. Because I guess I guess Sky Alabar was... I kind of want to see the extra 45 minutes. I wonder if you can buy a DVD copy of this with all the deleted scenes. Because I guess there's one scene that, that, one, that they both really wanted to have in the movie where they're running. It's a long take of them running towards the camera down the street naked holding hands. Oh, yeah. Ronnie and Braden. Uh, towards the end when they're doing like the... Toward the... Oh, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. probably towards the end. Because eventually, like, now we know that he's going to go hang out with Janet, and then he puts the moves on Janet, and Janet, Yeah, so, like, they, yeah, they go to the... Di- they take him... We're going to go clubbing. So they go dance clubbing, and Ron- fucking Ronnie's... Uh, <laughs> Ronnie's jumpsuit... He's wearing his disco jumpsuit. Yeah. But there's, like, no crotch to it. Zero crotch. From, like, and, navel to about mid-thigh. And his... It's just a diamond shape. fake penis thing. The, the just, jumpsuit is right. It's just tucked into the leg. <laughs> <laughs> and don't they only, like, they go out, and then at one point they just go sit on a park bench Yeah, somewhere. I know. I have a clip of the park bench. That's okay. like It's really that... Mm. This just goes by that fast. Right. Um, where he... It's the Michael Jackson story. Cause oh, yeah. Liar, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here it is. Tell me more about yourself. I used to run a nightclub. 
I booked all the disco acts. I knew them personally. One time, I had to drive Michael Jackson to the airport, and on the way, we decided to stop at this little blues club because he wanted to kick back with a bottle of wine and a cigar. It was a quiet night. He was eating these delicious nachos. And I broke into the DJ booth and I put Smooth Criminal on the sound system. I wanted a boogie and so did Michael. He got up and started dancing on the table and the security guard came up, tried to take him down. So I punched him the fuck out. And then this other guy comes up and Michael hit him. And he hit him so hard, his hair fell out. And then these two Korean twins came onto us. So we took him into the manager's office and we started pumping away at them. And Michael and I were just pumping and pumping, and then we sprayed him with hot milky cum, and everybody applauded. Then he gave me one of his gloves, and I drove him to the airport. He was going to Rome for some top secret meeting. Wow. You must have had some amazing adventures. <laughs> yeah, I should have had more, but I had Braden to raise. He was a horrible kid, crying all the time. His mother left because he was so horrible. He's never had a girlfriend because he craps the bed most nights. I was 16 when I had him. I was a kid with a bed-crapping kid. I can't do that, mister. Why not? Oh, no reason. I think I might be in love with your son, that's all. You're in love with Brayden? Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my juicy cherry lips. <laughs> I can't do that. It feels weird. Bullshit artist! So, yeah. Those are footsteps running away through the grass. Yeah, I thought I don't know why it lasted that long at the end. But yeah, then he does like uh, like the spotlight on him as he's mm -hmm. walking around and he's doing a dance down the street, like a very yeah. Michael Jackson kind of thing with his, you know, his dick in his pants. In his pants just yeah. It's yeah. the most disgusting, like weird pale blue veined fucking pink tipped <laughs> fucking thing with a little macaroni shell fucking pubes at the top. Gross. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> That's descriptive right there. Uh, poetry. <laughs> um, Braden, Braden finds out that Oinker is the pink yeah. guy's name. Oinker yeah. is dead. Um, so he goes to his apartment uh, with with Janet. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, he's dead. Like, like the super just lets him in. The guy's just dead. Yeah. And then they see the grease on the floor. And then they literally, he's like, oh, I have to eat something. So they're sitting at Oinker's coffee table. Oinker's dead on the chair. Yeah. And they're just like eating a sandwich yeah, and yeah, having yeah. a conversation. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so he's going to, and then, the, yeah, this is the, the the part where he says he's going to find the greasy strangler, which I played at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, and then he confronts his dad, you know, about it. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't know shit. And then he calls uh, Janet. Right. And then has phone sex with Janet. Right. Like, just like, I think my dad's the greasy strangler. What are you wearing? You know? Uh, and then Ronnie and the blind guy go discoing. Because he's like, I got to get out of here. Right. You know? I'm going to go discoing and pick up some chicks with my friend. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, this is where uh, Braden rummages through the house trying to find shit. 
then Janet comes over. Doesn't he? He hides under the bed. Yeah, he hides under the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, he, yeah, he takes Janet clothing right. with him again, and then Ronnie eats out Janet uh, on the bed. You didn't, have, you didn't have to repeat that. I'm just saying it's there. That's <laughs> yeah. what I wrote down. That's what I wrote down. And then we have, I think, your favorite scene. Which one is um, that? The hootie tootie disco cutie part? Uh, no, that's after this scene, but it's the uh, the bullshit artist. <laughs> bullshit artist. Yeah. Oh, that apparently was a longer scene too. It's, dude, it's long enough. It's th- I know. Oh my god, here it is. Oh great. <laughs> I, I only got I only got two minutes of it. I'm officially dating Janet. We made it official last night. We sealed it with a kiss. Bullshit artist. Janet and I are exclusive. There's no reason to talk of this anymore. Bullshit artist. 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 You, sir, are a horseshit artist. I call bullshit on that. I'm detecting the unmistakable scent of... Wait for it. Horseshit? No, your answer is completely wrong. The correct answer is... What's the correct answer? Wait. Tell me the correct answer. The correct answer is. Horseshit. That's what I said, Dad. Ah, uh, bullshit. You're covered in horseshit. Bullshit artist. You're officially the world's biggest bullshit and horseshit artist. Bullshit, horseshit, cat shit, tiger shit, lion shit, duck shit, walrus shit, penguin shit, king penguin shit. <laughs> high w- art. L-S-A- yeah, because you got to be high to understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well played. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Wow, where do we go from here? Uh, this is where we have the hootie cootie disco cutie. So um, hootie cootie, hootie cootie disco. I don't have the full thing. Hootie cootie disco. Yeah, cootie. I can play the clip. Real quick. Please, okay, just, right, the, fine. just a little. Jesus. Just, just this. There you go. Hootie disco cutie, hootie tootie disco cutie. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we have that where they're having sex, and then Braden wants to marry Janet. Mm-hmm. Ronnie overhears it, and right. he gets all pissed off. So he gets all greased up, and yeah. he goes and kills the blind guy. Yep. Okay. We don't know. He's just angry. Easy target. Kills his yeah. Kills his friend. Cuts his head off. Yeah. And plays basketball with it. Yeah. That was. Oh, whew. This movie was already going a lot of weird directions for me. It, but d- it, we're not even to the weird direction. I no, think the we're ending not. Is the most weirdest. No. Part. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. Yeah. And then, and then Janet finds grease on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, like what the hell? Don't they call in a, a detective named they Jody. Do. They do. Jody. 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 I have a clip of Jody. I'm probably not going to play the whole thing of Jody. That's fine. Because Jody is actually, and they don't see it, it's actually Ronnie. It's actually Ronnie. Yeah. He just puts on a fake mustache and some bullshit clothes. (laughs) 
I don't know why I got so many clips. <laughs> I well because it's hard to. Well, I'm it's, glad you did because yeah. it's hard to convey exactly how bizarre this. Yeah, movie is. and each clip is just. If you just played one clip, you're like, "This is the movie." You're like, "Wait, what?" But but playing them all together, you're like, "This movie makes no sense." No, and the the wet um the wet sounds. Oh, they're the worst. Ugh. Yeah, so like they, they pretty much um. <clears throat> Do they find the this? They f- yeah, they find the grease. They call in their bullshit uh, detective, and he just says it's circumstantial or, or, yeah. or it's. Here it is. I'll, I'll play a little bit of Jenny's. <clears throat> okay, fine. It's a really long clip. I'm only going to play a little bit of it. Hello. I'm calling because I think it just might be possible my dad, Ronnie, is the greasy strangler. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is fine. We can meet tomorrow. Bye-bye. A detective is coming tomorrow. His name is Jody. Wow. Yeah, and at this point, you see Jody's hand come up, and it's like really long nails. Yeah. Like from the fence, like Nostruferatu It's like he was just hanging out in front of the house, too. Yeah. Like on the ground. Yeah, because his clothes were like in the mailbox. It's very Nostruferatu style. <laughs> Even the way he talks is very, like, Dracula-esque. I am Jody. (laughs) And if your hunch is correct, you are the son of the crazy strangler. Come on in, Jody. I like your jacket. You see this oil, Jody? Looks like the oil from the murder crime scene. I can verify that. Listen noises. So, and then Jody walks out, pretty, pretty much saying, "Like, don't bother with it." It's yeah, not yeah. Anything. And then he, and then he just changes clothes right in front of the house. Yeah, and goes right back. And in. goes right back in. And then they have an argument. And then he dresses up as a greasy strangler. Then Braden, then because he finds like the the vat of grease that's been in the closet yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and he yeah. jumps in. He's like, if you're going to be, I can be the greasy strangler. And then they chase each other, and then don't they end up killing Janet together? It, yeah, it's like he didn't do what he was going to do. He just became the greasy, another greasy, greasy strangler. strangler. Yeah, and they end up killing Janet. And they pop her eyeballs out. And eat them. And eat them. While they're watching a movie at right. the movie theater. Right. It's fucking, it's just and, then, and then they go uh, off to try to find Ricky Prickles. Uh, and kill him. Yeah, I, I, is, I, I had, guess, a, I had his an, mother's boyfriend. I had an end clip, and I'm not even going to play it because it literally it, they <laughs> have like a father son bonding moment on the beach. On the beach where they're like, Janet was horrible, wasn't she? Yeah, she was yeah, nasty she was awful. and ugly. Like, What's the justice blah, blah. for Janet? And then yeah, he's like, like you, know, you know, son. And then that's when he's like, you know, uh, when I was hanging out with John Travolta on the boat, you know, he said you were pretty cool, and yeah, you know, we were we were gonna. We we're gonna have a club in New Orleans, and you know, pink limousine to go pick up all the ladies, and we were gonna call it Ronnie and 
John and Ronnie's disco fever thing. <laughs> and, th- and then they're like, you know, let's go kill Ricky Prickles. Which yeah. Is, oh, that's right. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, which is Ronnie or which is a uh, Braden's stepfather. Then they witnessed themselves being executed by a firing squad. It reminds me of like a very Butch Cassidy Sundance kid kind of like, and they're right, running yeah. through the woods, almost like, Fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like they a couple of greasy Sasquatches. Yeah. Sasquatches. It, it's just like a montage. Like, they see themselves getting assassinated, but then they also find Ricky Prickles and kill him. And and then they're, like, on top of a mountain, like... Uh-huh. And know. then they, like, shake wooden spears all primal at the camera. And that's the end. And, and then scene. Fucking curtains. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Two ducks. I'm giving it to because the actors do do a good job. The actors, they own it. Yeah. I think that's why I'm giving it to. It's because not, it's not a good. Took. Yeah, it's not a good movie. I don't think it's a very good movie. But the actors, good is subjective in this case, uh, and it's not a movie I will rewatch. As my friend uh, Navi, who will be joining us on the next or one of the future episodes, who's doing. Uh, uh, music for us. He says this movie is a moment. <laughs> it is a moment. <laughs> Whatever that it's means. A Ninety minute moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got I, two ducks. Sounds fine. Yeah, I didn't want to give it one. I'm going to give it two just because the actors do give 110 percent for their characters. That's, that and, is true, and and there's a level of dedication that is hard to, to do come something by. That weird. Like, yeah, when when you got to like expose yourself and and put yourself in compromising positions and do just something that is, I don't know. Like, I cringe when I think about like old things I used to do creatively. Like if I look back at old bands I was in or something mm-hmm. or lyrics I had written or any kind of you know poetry or short stories before i really knew how bad it was i mean you got to start somewhere but it's just so like embarrassingly like bad like you get this sort of like um what's what's the word mortification from seeing your old stuff and then the fact that there's a whole ass 90 minute movie of your naked ass doing the most disgusting things albeit in makeup you know oh yeah by the way it made fourth it it made forty five thousand dollars how much did it cost to make? I don't know. I didn't did find it on there. It just said box office was $45,000. Okay. It made money. It made, sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure it made That's money. A, all right. I don't know yeah. how much it cost to make it, but I don't know. That's a oh. statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Two Ducks feels good for me. Uh, I don't want to say I hated it, but it I also was, don't feel like like is the appropriate word for me either. Yeah. It's, I... I, I, would, I withstood I it. I, I don't know. Withstood, yeah. I withstood it. I, <laughs> It was I, there, I, I saw it, and I probably won't come back to it. I think I'd rather watch Jodorowsky's movies before I'd watch this again. Because at least there's some kind of, like, Yeah, substance. there's something there. It's just, I, it's more art house <clears throat> than this. This was, like, I, like, trying to be art house, but just disgustingly I don't know, art house. I don't know that, that calling it art house works in any other... What, what, what genre? It, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's dark comedy, it's dark, black that's comedy, what the genre yeah, supposed dark to be. humor, slash horror, slash uh, schlock. Yeah, you know, um, there, it has an audience. It does, since I mean, people were like, "Oh yeah, this movie, I like that movie." I'm like, You're "Fucking weird." I think, <laughs> I think I would still go so far as to say I would add it to my DVD collection eventually, just so I can put it on for people, just to see their reaction. At Thanksgiving, to it. You put it on. Thanksgiving. Oh, perfect! As, as you're basting it's the perfect Thanksgiving, as you're movie. basting the turkey. It just so happens this happens to be the movie we watched over our Thanksgiving day it too. Was. So there's that. Um, but yeah, this is the perfect movie to put on. I think this movie will be fun to 
to trend to uh convert to a VHS tape. <clears throat> and if you know, you ever been to like bars that are kind of vintage that yeah, have yeah. like just a TV and VCR up in the corner? Like, remember barbecue bar used to do that in downtown? I remember going in there once and they had Dune on, and because of the quality of the tape and the TV, it kind yeah, of looked old and janky. It just kind of gave it yeah. some atmosphere. Yeah, you could you could see that this could be like some really bad B seventies. Put film, it on like. with no sound and let it play during like some party and let people go. What the fuck is going <laughs> the on over there? Doing? Yeah. So this is a three year old's birthday party. Fish. What are you doing? <laughs> I was just trying to get a laugh out of the joint. <laughs> There's a man's penis on the screen right now. You gotta learn something. What's that, Bonnie? Um, yeah, that's it. We're uh, we're gonna do two Christmas movies. Our next one will probably be next yes. week. So we're gonna we gotta get the taste of the Greasy Strangler out of our yeah, minds. Yeah. So and this one, everyone's pretty much seen. I mean, this is to me, this is one of the great cult. I mean, it, it was a. It was a successful movie, yeah. and everyone knows that. That's why I'm gonna say it's a great cult Christmas film, and that is Scrooged yeah. with Bill Murray. That's and my it's an choice excellent for take it. on the Christmas Carol. It, it's just it's fun. It's gonna be a good time. Get us in the Christmas spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Christmas spirit. And then I know after that, Fish has one that we'll be doing. Also, I do. I'm I'm still on the fence which with which one it will be because there's one <coughs> I just discovered that was interesting, uh, and I know what would we do. Uh, we did rare exports in our first Christmas. Uh, episode and gremlins and then last year we did a home alone double feature and batman returns yeah and we also yeah we did rare experts we did frozen frozen wasn't a christmas episode we didn't do that as a christmas episode no we did it before the release of disney's frozen oh okay. yeah i was wondering all right because that was just there happened to be snow in it but it wasn't like a holiday themed movie gotcha <clears throat> so i'm not sure if scrooge is anywhere to watch streaming wise i think it is you know what i just stumbled across it the other day and I, I think i I'm, I'm not sure which which service it's on but i did see it pop up on on like uh letterboxd okay so uh the one that i'm thinking about doing i'm not sure is this is this uh movie that came out in 89 that is called uh 3615 pere uh Something Noel, also known as Deadly Games. It's a French film. Also known as Game Over. Also known as Dial uh, Code Santa Claus. It has a bunch of different names for whatever market it was released in. But it's essentially the same as Home Alone. And even the makers of this film like threatened legal action against Chris Columbus. Really? And uh, the makers of Home Alone. Because what happens in this movie, which came out a year before, is this psychopath um, breaks into this house with his kid and his grandpa dressed as Santa Claus. And the kid defends the house. With weapons and booby traps and stuff, but it's like a little more bloody. A little more bloody. He's using actual weapons, and it's it's firmly in like the horror comedy sort of dark. Okay, yeah. So it's not like uh, Home Alone where it's like no, oh, they're they're like cartoon characters getting beaten right. But up, you but can they see, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy gets like gets smacked around by this kid. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know how extreme it gets. Mm -hmm. But apparently, like a lot of people seem to That'll think that uh, you know that people who are into like Paris cinema seem to think that the that Home Alone kind of. Maybe maybe uh, snagged an idea from this film. So maybe just to be subversive, because last year we did Home Alone. We might talk about this one. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to watch it first. Yeah, watch it. Let me know. Because that, yeah. that would be fun to do a little callback to Home Alone. So. Yeah, 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 we'll see. Well, that was it for the uh, podcast of The Greasy Strangler in yes. 2016. If you haven't watched it, good for you. Uh, <laughs> if you want to watch if it. If you have the stomach for it, go watch it. Be prepared. Yeah, I mean... It, even though we sometimes don't like certain films, doesn't mean that uh, you don't have to watch them. So we That's would right. like you to always expand your mind in the cinema. 
universe out there we want to thank you all for listening again please check us out on all of our social media platforms facebook.com slash duck and the usher instagram at duck and the usher twitter at duck and the usher tiktok at zaxploitation and a big big thank you to our producer aj simmons and to all of our patrons drock Krisky, shay money Foy pronto cinemantha patty rios samwise stripes timbo and if you want to support the show, go to duckandtheusher.com. Click on the support the show link, and you will see all that you need to find there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.